Hello everyone, welcome to Easy Keeper, I'm your host, Akira Duke. I'm your other host, Jaden Cron, and I'm really glad you put in the second disc of our Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain Retrospective. I'm calling it that now, this is now a retrospective. I don't really know what it means. That's gonna. I was trying to figure out what the title was going to be. I guess we got it. <laughs> we got it. Now, this, this is the second part. Uh, where we actually delve into, you know, because it's, when you're reviewing a game, you got to remember, I spent, I spent 90 hours with this You spent 90 hours. We spent an hour and a half with a movie. He spent 90 hours with this game. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack. And I was, (laughs) and we also watched a a 30 minute documentary of people saying the word cinematic. Over and over again. So we have to talk about that. Yeah, let's let's just start with that. Um, okay, we're getting into that. Okay, so I'm gonna take the show here because I have I just go off, sis. Oh my god. <laughs> so Metal Gear's Metal Gear Solid Legacy is a promotional documentary, thirty minutes long, produced by Konami. And I want to emphasize that because that is crucial to just what's so weird about it also jeff Keeley was definitely involved in producing it Um, he produced it as well (laughs) but like the production company was konami yeah so it's available on steam if you own metal gear solid 5 Mm -hmm. uh and it's basically and it's 30 minutes of people of it's like a retrospective on the series but it's mainly just people talking about Hideo Kojima in the way that everyone talks about Hideo Kojima Mm -hmm. saying that he makes cinematic games cinematic games and he moves the camera and I literally if I hear the word cinematic (laughs) one more time I'm never gonna I'm never gonna watch another movie again or play another video game again because it is the most overused word Never. Watch out! As, it means uh, nothing. As uh, nothing. next week, uh, David Cage announces Kiefer Sutherland's going to be in his next game. I will cancel this podcast. <laughs> That's you. I will reserve delete our anchor that. account. Oh. So, Hideo Kojima. If you're not familiar with him, he's the director of the Metal Gear series. He's also, I mean, he's now, he, he made Death Stranding, he made Snatcher. The Enders, Snatcher. There was one Police game he was Knots? working on. Yeah, Police Knots. He was working on this yeah. one game for a period of time. I don't think it came out called, like, uh, something Warld, W-A-R-L-D, and it's a mix <laughs> of World and War. And Wario. Yeah. Um, and War. God, Kojima. <laughs> so, Kojima is often referred to as an auteur. The, the you know the first or the only auteur of video games which is a total and, which like if you're saying that can i go off for a second here on those people please do you just have no you don't you just don't care about video games if you don't because like people we've been associating people you got and it's like oh we, okay there's like sid meyer and that's it and i'm like oh oh i'm sorry oh war inspector nope uh i mean obviously david cage but like you know mauling you uh and then like especially shigeru miyamoto yeah yeah um specifically like uh, oh i can't remember the guy like lord british's real name the guy who did ultima like ultima wizardry oh um, oh julian um, he lives in austin yeah apparently he has a really julian owns castles and julian gollop's the different guy he's the guy who did xcom um okay but also i'm gonna give it to you (laughs) okay Lord British, who is that guy again in real life? What's his real... That's his name. Richard Garriott. That's who. Yeah, Richard Garriott. Um, yeah, he's like. Yeah. Oh, wasn't he the guy who paid to go to space? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is off topic, but yeah. I mean. Yeah, there's tons of video <sighs> game watchers, and just because they don't make games with five-hour-long cutscenes, although many of them do, doesn't like. You know, the strategy genre on its own has enough there. Uh, like, yeah. Carmack and Romero. Um, yeah. Like, honestly, you could call any indie dev, like yes. um, Pixel Dev, the guy who did Cave Story. Like, yeah. is that not, like, oh, uh, my Toby God. Fox. <laughs> the pe- people see a, a camera angle, or they hear <laughs> the word camera angle, yeah. or they 
they they hear they here's the thing kojima extremely talented and his work is extremely influential yeah objectively that's objectively true but he has become this like figure that has just become myths like Mm -hmm. i don't even like he's just he's just become this he there's kojima and then there's the kojima that we talk about which is yeah kojima the auteur the you know the film the filmmaker who makes games yeah the genius and people like i've heard this so many like so in uh one of the things in my one of my directing classes in our business class one of the two um we we talked about video games and we talked about the relation with film and to the point and we had to like write an essay and my essay was actually about hideo kojima um and comparing like how Metal Gear Solid, the first one, takes the language of film and adapts it to video games versus how the film Hardcore Henry takes the language of video games and adapts it to film nice. and explaining how th- they're two different mediums. And yes, you can adapt film to game, but you can't adapt game to film. But that's beside the point. But like the number of conversations that were just like Hideo Kojima is he makes film games. Like he really? He makes film games. They're cinematic. And people just say that, and they don't. Yeah. <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid Five isn't even that uh, cinematic. Although okay. it has camera angles, Jade. No other video game series has, has camera ever angles. had cutscenes with camera angles. In the same way that like we we rip on David Cage for his emotions, that is the same way that people talk about camera angles. Yeah. In Kojima games. It's Other true. games have camera angles. Yeah. Shut up about the camera angles. Yeah, it's There's f- more to a film than a camera. And so Shut up. In the in the documentary, there's like they get a they get a bunch of different people. I'm it talking is... you know, you got Kojima's friends, Nicholas Winding Refn and Guillermo del Toro are just there. They're just like and you gotta yeah. remember this is from twenty fifteen. This is before Death Stranding. Um This is this is I think was slightly before the rift between Kojima and Konami. But I it might be he hit... it might be during his vacation vacation. Yeah, this is yeah. Um Because he's not in it at all. No. Which is important to note. He's in an archive footage, but he's not ever talked to. No, he's not. And so it is it is literally just a bunch of people. Yeah. They got the director of Drive. Yeah, that's Nicholas Winding Refn. Okay. He's one of he's one of Kojima's. He friends. was listen. Well of his movies are not. He was the most unbearable person in that documentary. I don't know why he was there. Like, even with like <laughs> he was just talking. At least with some of the people the other people who felt less because yeah like greg miller he was you know influential game journalist sure uh respawn sure whatever yeah um they just sent a guy from respawn there for some reason yeah the founder uh, of respawn. the composer for uh for for like for, metal gear series two, three, yeah that four. makes sense uh troy baker's like, there because he voices but, ocelot in the most recent one the voice actors but like for the voice actor for um miller's there but yeah even like um also Guillermo was I mean Guillermo was the best part of that because he he was like he he was actually he's like yeah Kojima he's he, he's smart but also he's weird yeah and half the time it's really clever half the time it's just really silly and that's the point yeah and that's I mean yeah like the whole for me the brilliance he, of Kojima or at least of the ones that I've played is that his scripts are so and especially with like Metal Gear One like Metal Gear Solid one um <clears throat> like it is it's the best kind of parody because it is it is yeah. a good example of it um of what it's parodying like it's, it gets it it's goofy and it just draws things out to these ridiculous extremes which is like you know why I I do love the convoluted plot because that's just it's just kind of you know it's I don't know Anyway, but yeah. I, I hate I hate when people say like they oh I love this because it doesn't this media because it doesn't take itself seriously I hate that because I think it's just such a generic thing but I think that applies perfectly to a Kojima again specifically to to the Metal Gear series yes of like it doesn't take itself seriously it's wacky mm-hmm. you know it's 
equal parts, you know. You this, can like, in 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 five wide scoping like story, but then there's also like you send a dog with a knife to go cut a guy's somebody. throat. You can make a horse poop so that the the tank spins out behind you. Uh, like it's a good game. You can but, make you know, like I said, rocket punch. You can make decoys of yourself appear, throw fifteen of them around some poor enemy soldier, and have him very confused. You can wear a chicken hat, and so that's why, honestly, like the whole the whole time, because they keep saying things like, you know, oh, you just you know, just go in and shoot things. You gotta, you know, take like, up more. And it's like, huh? yeah, it's a stealth game, bud. But like, <laughs> once yeah. again, it's not like a series. It's just I don't know. Oh who my the, God. the thing was like, obviously, I think it was just for people who, who, um, had never played Metal Gear. Yeah, and who were interested enough but wanted to start with the newest one because that's what's well, that's what you know Konami wants you to buy because that's the one that's going to make them the most money. Um, we'll get to Konami, although I think <sighs> I I'm angry at Konami, and we'll talk about that. We're all angry at yeah, Konami, but, but specifically about about that they could be making more money right now, and they they won't do it because they just want to pursue gambling. Um, I th- I think I do actually know who this is for. And before I say this, um, if you if anyone out there uh, who knows me thinks I'm talking about them, I'm not. If if you if if you think it's you, it's not. So I'm good. <laughs> this is for the kind of people who think they like Kojima games, mm. who love. And honestly, listen, I fall into this category. The only Kojima game like I've ever played like fully is the first Zone of the Enders, which is incredible. If you haven't played it, go and play it. But it's for the people who like the concept mm-hmm. of Kojima because he's an auteur. And because I think, because I mean, 4 was just like not in, in any way an accessible starting point. No. So this is probably the first accessible starting point like in a decade probably. Yeah, because the, the, because the first, because Metal Gear Solid One's nineteen ninety eight, two is two thousand one, yep. three is two thousand four, four is two thousand eight, and then it's like a whole another six years. Before. And then you got like the PSP ones, but that's on PSP, so yeah. So and the only PSP one that matters is is Peace Walker Portable Ops, and uh, the weird card game ones do not count. Wait, there's what? There's like a collector called there's Acid. Card games? Yeah. This really is Kingdom Hearts. What? Yeah, but it has nothing to do with anything. They just made them. I say that as if there's a see, Kingdom Hearts card but game but if it, currently see, out. I don't think there is. If it was Kingdom Hearts, though, like you would have to play Metal Gear Acid because it would explain like what happened to uh, Solid Patriot Gun Gear as <laughs> after you woke up from. See, you joke, but it, but it could, if Kojima hadn't, you know, left Konami, we would have seen Metal. Solid Gear Patriot Act. Yeah. Starring Hassan Minaj. Patriot Act joke. Yeah. Even like the... Um, even Revengeance isn't that... Oh, wait. Never mind. I have also almost... I've gone to the final boss on that. So I've played through that one. That's not a Kojima game though, so... Yeah, but it's produced by Kojima. It's a Metal Gear game. It counts. Yeah. It's, it was made by Platinum. Whatever. There's subtle... Disp- yeah, Platinum is... That's the only Platinum game that I've played that I enjoyed, but I haven't played that many. What other so. games? I don't know what I'm saying. It's played this. by them. Anyway, let's before we talk about Platinum games for an hour, <laughs> let's get back to talking to, about Metal Gear for an hour. But yeah, so Kiefer's in this very this documentary very briefly. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, I got into the character. You know, Kojima is like meeting Spielberg. You know, and like <laughs> I think Kiefer's cool. coming at this. Well, Kiefer was coming at this. He says from like the point like he knew Metal Gear like his his stepson's played it, and mm-hmm. you know he had to peel him away from the TV for dinner. Um, yeah, but like I mean, he, you know, he was clearly he was you know he's professional about it. he wasn't like oh this dumb game. Like he does does all the motion cap. Yeah, stuff. Face and cap. I mean, I just love seeing anyone, Nothing. anyone in any kind of motion capture stuff. But especially <laughs> face, like facial cap. Yeah, that's the funniest. off topic. Have you ever seen dogs in motion cap seats? Mm-hmm. Go Google it. You're welcome. Not you, Jade. Oh, we got to host a podcast. Good thing it. Um, yeah, he's in this a bit. There's just a bit though when Troy Baker's like, you know, I'm really glad Kiefer Sutherland like 
threw himself into this one. He really, yeah. he really worked on that character, man. It's like, that's good. I'm glad you guys had fun. But yeah. also, it's weird, because so, David Hayter, the original voice of Snake, yes. and all the different whatever, Big Boss, yeah. from like, from solid one to four, mm-hmm. um, and I'm assuming Peace Walker as well, right? Probably, yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, David Hayter, iconic. Um, he, he, dummy thick, the clap of his ass cheeks keep alerting the guards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not in this at all. But not only that, like, they don't play, like, they show clips from old Metal Gear games. But yeah. they, it's not until, like, very late that they even play anything with his voice. Like, I think it's yeah. when they're talking about four. And I, I was, you know, at that point I was, convinced they're just not going to have anything with them because that's Konami. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, the whole thing is just so weird. It's just, like, there's so many elephants in the, in that one room. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm sorry, Jeff Keighley just always rubs me the wrong way. That's fair. For me, it was more... Um, I can't remember his real name, but Dunkey has called him Mark Sony in the past, the guy from Knack, who says, yeah, we de-emphasize platforming. And he's in there like three or oh, four times. Oh, I, that's who that was. I was trying to figure out who that was. Yeah. Because I'm like, I knew that. Is that... Because he looks like... He looks like the guy from Master of Disguise. Oh, it looks like Dana Carvey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, certain Mark... Games. Yeah, his name's Mark Cerny. Yeah, Mark Cerny. Yeah, and it's just like, I thought you were talking, when you said Mr. PlayStation, so are you talking about the guy who's like, yeah, I'm from PlayStation Magazine. Oh, like, from Famitsu? Like, there's one part where they just clint to, or they just cut to him and he's just like, so yeah, I played Metal Gear Solid 2 on PlayStation. Yeah. And they just cut him away from him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some some weird choices. Doesn't really communicate all that much other than Metal Gear Solid is a series that happened. And, I mean, the guy who's the most interesting for me was the composer who's like talking about all these mm-hmm. themes he did and how cool it was to do, a, you know, basically a movie score for a game. Not that, you know, games don't get that. But Metal Gear has a pretty uh, good score in my opinion, just like all. Of yeah. Them. I mean, especially five. I love the, um, like, I don't know if it has become burn in your mind. Like it has for me, but in five, like the, when you pick a mission and it like plays like the, that like flute or that wind noise and you're like, yeah, we're going to go get him. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't remember that. It's all good. Um, but I, I will say that, you know, every now and then I'll just like pop up snake eater. Because oh yeah. Well, snake eater, snake eater is... is the best bond theme ever written. It is. If you've... Except for the part where they're like, sometimes you feed on a tree frog. One day you'll feed on a tree frog. <laughs> it's just like, yep, never mind, this is Kojima. You thought you were watching James yeah. Bond, this is Kojima. Oh, yeah. And well, and the thing is, you and I have never even experienced the moment where that happens in game and you're just climbing up a ladder and it just plays that yeah. song. I'm so glad they mentioned the ladder sequence in the document, though documentary though because that was it's iconic anyways yeah and, and for the people who don't know in three there's just a scene where you're just climbing up a ladder for literally like several minutes while and that's all you do while snake eater plays in the background and it's cinematic because it cuts different camera angles because it's cinema yep that's it cinematic cinematic um yeah i think that's all we really I yeah, I have nothing more to say. On, on There's no reason to watch this documentary. No. It's not good. No. It's very bad. I was excited to watch it because you know I, I I find Metal Gear fascinating, even if I don't have much interest in playing most of the games. But it was just kind <laughs> of like I think it was I because th- the they at one point they mentioned like you know uh, if you play if you already played uh, what's the what's the prequel called Peace Walker? Pe- no, which Peace? Ground Zero? If you if you already oh. played Ground Zero. Make sure you play it again before, if you, like in the month before the game comes out. So yeah, because because Ground Zeroes really is the inciting incident for the yeah. entire story of of Phantom Pain. Um, anyway, so like yeah, the I feel like this was put out before Phantom Pain came out. Yeah, it definitely was. So just don't watch it as bad. Yeah, but it gets us. It brings us into. Our talk about our favorite company, Konami. Ooh. Ooh. Who produced this documentary? Yeah. Now, 
Um, Jaden, what are your thoughts on Konami? Um, fuck Konami. That's my thoughts. Hey, fuck Konami. Uh, can, Hashtag. Can I get a fuck Konami in chat, please? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to just, this, you know what? I'm going to leave those unbleeped. This is going to be an explicit episode. Yeah. Literally just because fuck Konami. Yeah. Um, a wise man once said. So they're just kind of a it, it's a scumbag company because they're they were a video game company, and they just don't they just don't really Long time do that anymore. I think what it's the most recent one they did that terrible Contra game that came out. Yeah, probably. Well, it's weird because like they'll do some like Super Bomberman, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's good." And then they'll do Contra Rogue Corps, and everyone's like, "What? Are you... What? No? Hmm? Like, Why is this like a full price just... game?" So, one of the what big you... things surrounding Metal Gear Solid Five is that it was the last game that Hideo Kojima made with Konami because yeah. they're a terrible company, and they didn't re like they didn't realize. Oh, oh God! I'm gonna look. Cause PT, okay, so P, so this game came out in 2015. Yes. PT came out in 2014. That was a stand for playable trailer, um, and it was a it was a this um, free game on PSN. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a trailer that turned it was an ARG kind of thing. It turned out to be a trailer for or like a demo for an upcoming uh, Silent Hill reboot. Yeah. With from Kojima, Del Toro. And had Norman Reedus in it. Um, it got in, it ended up getting removed from the PlayStation Network store. It was a whole thing. The project got canceled, and mm-hmm. this is I bl- I think that's when things started to go sour with Konami and Kojima. Yeah, um, because basically the way I understand it is they looked at one of their mo- most talented artists. <laughs> And said, no, nah, we're not really going to let you uh, have complete artistic control over your creations. And he's like, but that's why my games are successful. That's the, that's kind no. of the whole point. No, any idiot can make a video game. Yeah. Um, and they got every idiot to make video games. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there was, it was after the release of uh metal gear see i can't even get the time timeline straight it's hard to get everything like in retrospect but because metal gear- it was either after the release or bef- around the time of the release he went on vacation or administrative mm, leave yeah and everyone was like is kojima leaving konami and konami was like nah he's just taking a break yeah and then he left konami yeah there was also the um the Game Awards 2015 incident where yeah. he, Ko, they had given uh, oh. Kojima the Best Action Adventure Award for, you know, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, And Jeff Keighley just walks up and he's like, uh, well, uh, turns out uh, Kojima is not allowed to be here, according to the Konami legal department. And the entire crowd just starts... Yeah. <laughs> just yelling it's yeah it's quite the video it's pretty good uh so apparently <laughs> i actually didn't know this but apparently Kiefer sutherland went up to accept the award afterwards oh heck yeah well, well what do you know what do you know and so then uh kojima went and founded his own uh production company which created uh the first ever strand type the video first <laughs> ever strand type game and we're not going to get into Strand. Nope. Not but we all. are going to continue to get into Konami. Yeah. A terrible company in an industry just full of terrible companies, but they stand out. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, 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 I feel like they stand it, out less nowadays, but it's just because they yeah. do so little. Because they, they're not a game company anymore. Like Konami, no. they, like back in like, the 80s and the 90s they created contra they created castlevania they created metal gear mm-hmm. they created uh, uh gyrus they created uh blades of steel yeah <laughs> we're talking created, radius you know, this like we're talking yeah, gradius like twin b parodius twin b we're talking 
all these classics. Did you say Silent and Hill then, yet? Well, I mean, I'm talking about the age, but yeah, I mean, then like in the 90s, they were. Oh yeah. They made Silent Hill, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Um, yeah. Castlevania: Shadow of the Night. Symphony of the Night. Symphony. It's fine. They have so, of the shadow. so many subtitles in these games. <laughs> Listen, you can't expect me to remember them all. Yeah. Um, like and but nowadays they literally. I mean, so Jim Sterling, he's a YouTuber. He coined the term "fuck Konami." Um, he he's done several videos on, like, where he's talked to people who've worked for Konami and who have interacted with Konami and various uh to various extents Mm -hmm. and like they just i don't know when this started but i mean their work culture is insane yeah and the 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 extent to which these allegations are true or not has been debated but one thing is is pretty much certain um is that they drive away all their you know all their creative talent you know Mm -hmm. the guy who created um, you know, Takfuji, um, you know, Castle, Castlevania, the, yeah. the the guy who created Silent Hills, um, and now Kojima, you know, and then they just, they farm off their series to other developers. Like, after the next, the <laughs> Metal Gear Survive, which if you know anything about that, Oof. is a joke. Yeah. Was, was what they, they, once... Kojima was gone was there you know hey we could still do Metal Gear without him they can't yeah they didn't even try yeah and like they're just they mostly just put out pachinko machines at this point in time um but uh yeah it's it it sucks because there's all these IPs and you look at um I feel like Jim Sterling's the one who basically has gone ahead and said just give konami to to capcom really like yeah give give all your ips to, to capcom yeah let them do a, give the give silent hills the resident evil remake treatment yeah um let them put out uh you know publish the new bomberman all that stuff yeah make a new contract or honestly i've seen some people calling for even for like remakes of the first two like metal gear and metal gear 2 uh from the 80s like yeah i mean honestly because they're old enough games it would be cool oh to... that would be really cool yeah <laughs> oh i want that now yeah um man and sad. because so much of the metal gear series is trapped on playstation um, yeah like you well, cannot yeah i guess yeah like okay yeah no you're right i was thinking about it. you're completely right like you can get two and three, on um, yeah two and three are are multi platform. One came out on GameCube. Yes, but it was a remake. So and oh, I should just get that one. And no, you shouldn't. Yeah, no, it's good. It's, it's on GameCube, Jade. It's not. How could it be bad? It's not the metal gear solid one experience though. I'm not gonna play the metal gear solid one though, and you know that. But this wasn't even... And also, I'm not going to be able to afford the GameCube anyway, so... Good. <laughs> Anyways. I'm looking up on eBay. Um, but yeah, so... And none of them... Like, I mean, I guess... I, I always forget how PlayStation does their weird backwards compatibility through, like, Dark Fell Magics, where, like, if you pay for the, you know, subscription service, then you well, have the right to stream older games. And I mean, it makes sense to not can... port uh four because yeah playstation 3 is a, a horrible hell architecture to try and work stuff over from but still really that's the only one that's locked on one console i mean ps yeah like you you can stream you can buy a ps2 games online um xbox one has i'm not sure i'm not sure if metal gear the metal gear games are backwards compatible but i, w- I wouldn't be surprised because xbox one has xbox backwards compatibility ps3 has uh, ps1 backwards compatibility on all models mm-hmm. but it's still also, just, just, like... just for those who are curious uh, metal gear solid on the gamecube is 134 canadian dollars so i will not be playing that. <laughs> yeah um it's bad in my opinion it like it would just be so easy because everyone is getting the re-release treatment these days mm-hmm. like 
Devil May Cry is now on Switch. Um, like, there's so many well, games that are just being put out with, you know, it doesn't have to be a full remake, but yeah. the re-release train just keeps on chugging. Even just a port. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure if you can get it on PS4. You could not get Metal Gear Solid 1 on PS Vita. If you wanted to, you had to have bought it on PS3 and transfer it over there. I would have played the heck out of it on Vita. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, there's just so many missed opportunities, man, because I don't want to have to buy a PS4 just to play Metal Gear Solid 4. I also... Well, I mean, also you like, get a PS3 to do Oh, yeah, pardon me, PS3. I, d- I don't want to buy a PS3 for one. No game. one wants to buy a PS3, Jane. That's very true. Oh, I guess I can just recreate the ending of, of Metal Gear Solid 4 and I mean, you could Smash just, Brothers. You could just watch the, you know, the two-hour cutscenes. That's cut true, the cutscenes. Yeah, but I wouldn't be getting the... The gameplay, Zach. You just be getting the cinematic, Jaden. Oh, that's true, and that's what everyone loves. Uh, that's what's for. good about it. Yeah, it's, it's not the game. It's not the fact that he puts in all it's... these cool little details, like how in Metal Gear Solid One, I was super surprised when like enemies you leave behind footprints and enemies can follow them. I just didn't think of that, and yet there he is in Metal Gear Solid Five. Jima did. You get covered in blood with each successive mission you have to do, so you have to go back to base and shower so that you, you know your mental. So that's okay. Better. I've been trying to figure out how to, what you got to do to get rid of the blood. <laughs> it's like out, damn spot out. <laughs> yeah, no, you have to go back to base and just take a shower, and it and it's not. And the thing is, it's not like the Death Stranding shower. It takes two seconds. Uh, is it? But is it sexy? No, there's no. You just step in the shower. Aww. The camera stays outside, and then well, that's not you cinematic. Pop out that's what makes it good, Zach. <laughs> oh. bad game. Yeah. See, Konami, bad. Bad company. Video games, bad. Showers, bad. And that's why we're never doing another video game ever again. <laughs> oh, because actually, I was gonna say we play uh, Call of Duty World at War next week, but I guess oh, not. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Also, I just I want to talk about Metal Gear yeah. One for a second here. Do it. Um, it's something. There's parts of it that are really fun. I definitely recommend. I'd recommend you check it out, Zach. Like it. I yeah. Like the last time I tried to play it was literally I was writing my essay and I'm like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> it yeah. It takes. There's a bunch of stuff like the fact that if you want to reload your ammo, you have to walk back into rooms that have ammo multiple times when i feel like it just doesn't make sense because he could just give you like 100 ammo in each thing because you're just limited to how much ammo you can carry based on how many prisoners you've saved anyways still a fun game though but the mini bosses have some great names there's um uh machine gun kid (laughs) fire trooper coward duck I'm assuming that's a reference to Howard the Duck. No, that's a reference to Todd Coward. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's Arnold, but there's two Arnolds. Um, and then there's um, also Shoot Gunner. And I think that's my favorite. Can't, can't be called Shoot Gunner. His name is Shoot Gunner. Oh, yeah. Kojima really... But, Call the character shoot gunner you can really see how the um like it is kojima right to the core like by the end of the game you're getting these messages coming in from big boss he keeps calling you on your on the thing because big boss is still a good guy at this point in time well okay anyway big boss calls you and he's like snake go into this go take the left door and you you take the left door and then a pitfall opens up and you die and you have to reload. oh is the big boss the guy that you talk to on the what's the thing called on the transceiver yeah but only in yeah. only in metal gear one okay so he i mean he so he's not colonel no colonel is roy he's campbell you're telling that you're no dummy thick no because so big boss um because you kill his phantom in metal gear one by metal gear two solid snake he is 
straight on like he's running Zanzibar land. You don't even talk to him. That's when that's when Colonel Campbell shows up, uh, and you can call him on the transceiver instead. Um, anyways, yeah, and so then by Metal Gear Solid One, they're asking for Big Boss's uh, remains, his dead body. But you just think it's his dead body. But then actually, <laughs> anyways, yeah, um, it's weird actually how many times like how metal gear like one and two just get ported with with like the collections of the newer stuff Mm -hmm. um so you can like play it on on ps3 and stuff because they just they'll just put it on stuff it's a fun game um but you you gotta play not to not to sorry i was just you gotta play with the wall not to be the metal gear expert but the transceivers are only in one and two that would wait. What do they call it? In, Not in solid. What do they call it in solid? That's the codec. Oh, that would make sense. So actually, you're not a real Metal Gear that's fan, true. and you don't even play video games. So yeah, that's true. Uh, weird. But uh, yeah, it's a good game. Uh, you have to play it with a walkthrough because there's there's some things where it's like this is very clearly made in 1987. So, like, there's just a lot of backtracking they're expecting you to do. Like, anyway. So, uh, yeah. So, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pains is it a keeper? Definitely. It's a fun game. He's a, it's, it's a keeper. Oh, man. We didn't even talk about how um, the real... I was going to talk about more reasons why I hated Konami. Um, yeah, get him. And that makes... That actively impacts the quality of uh phantom pain right yeah yeah. so because of the strained relationship there's a whole extra cut mission um where you face off against psychomantis and um psychomantis eli in sahelanthropus one of the metal gears because they stole it earlier on and it was really gonna because the reveal that that you aren't you know technically the real big boss um that you aren't Naked Snake. I'll call him. I'll call the real big boss Naked Snake from now on, just to clarify. And then Venom Snake. Um, it works so much better when you have um, because a lot of Eli's character arc is that he's he's pissed off that he's a clone. He doesn't know who he is. So you have like the clone getting angry at who he thinks is like. The person he's cloned from but it's not really like these two men who are living in the shadow of a much more powerful guy like it would have had i don't know it would have contrasted it there was going to be this whole extra mission where you go to this um island in this um like salt lake in africa that that eli had like lord of the flies up um and they got like 30 percent of the way through a cutscene. i i actually recommend you watch it because they had like Kiefer's voice lines for it and stuff mm-hmm. too. Um, there was this really funny part that's supposed to happen during the cutscene where, <laughs> because you have all the shrapnel in your forehead, um, you like bonk your head on something and then you have like vision problems for the rest of the fight. Oh, yeah. So all red appears as white. You can't differentiate between the two. And all the bad guys are wearing white suits, but Eli was wearing a red suit, so you shoot him at the end. Anyway. Um, yeah, I just, like, it's a significant portion. I also think that, like, the game's pacing, I'm going to be wishful thinking and hope that the game is just kind of ordered the way it is because of Konami, um, Mm -hmm. because I really think they could have taken out, um, one third of the missions from the first chapter and then put that in the second chapter. Yeah. And then taken another third of the missions from the first chapter and then just created a whole technical third chapter that ends, you know, and then have um, kind of the first chapter where you defeat Skullface, the second chapter where you confront Eli, and the third chapter where, you know, you end up confronting yourself. Um, anyways. <laughs> yeah. It's dumb. The, the it, Like... They got a decent, like they had extra assets made for this, this cutscene and this mission. Uh, they didn't get around to making the island that it was going to be set on, but 
<sighs> yeah. And like the whole thing with like them taking his name off of things, like Konami. Yeah. Like it's just that you can't like all like make a documentary about how Kojima is the most brilliant mind in gaming. Mm-hmm. And then also take his name off of everything because you got mad at him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Um, bad. Yeah. Like, so we want to do Steam reviews? Yeah, let's do some Steam reviews. I'm going to go to. Uh, let's, let's get steamy. Let's get. Oh. Store page. Store page. Oh, uh, you got it. This this game may contain content that's not appropriate for all age. I really got to turn that off. Hold on. You, can you? I think so. Um, I don't know. It's a mystery. Oh, my God. Yeah, there really is. Oh, my. There's a. There's some. There's, there's some $30 what? Canadian worth of. Yeah. Dance appeal pack. Shut Wait, we didn't even talk about Metal Gear Online. All you need to know about Metal Gear Online is that stealth is a vital aspect for all players. See, I I actually have all those little DLCs, but it's just because I got the game. I got like yeah. the Game of the Year edition or whatever in a humble bundle, so it's not like I actively sought it out. Um, granted, you can put Snake in a uh, tuxedo, which is pretty good. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Um, so let's get some reviews. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna let filter out funny because I don't want any jokers here. Yeah. Okay. How do we do that? How do I don't know, man. Most helpful. We're gonna go most helpful. There we go. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna look at negative ones. Let's see what. Uh, okay. I'm okay. 140, 154 hours. Yes. This comes to us from. Um, a pimp named Slickback. Uh, give me, oh shoot, did, I did something now. Um, take me back to the negative reviews. What are you doing? Oh man, this is not as. You know it's bad when your system is worse than Amazon reviews. Um, <laughs> plenty of time running through barren, empty terrain. Enemies that dodge sniper bullets. Forced training missions that you cannot skip. Terrible train terrain traversal, endless cutscenes with an apostrophe S, and the same constant repetitive gameplay. Hideo, Hideo Kojima gets way too much credit, in my opinion. Um. Well, we got a we got a counterpoint here from Nikki Boy one one seven nine. Yeah. So I recommended a uh, four point nine or forty nine point six hours on record. Three point two hours at review time. I did not know that Steam told you that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's nice. Kojima. Is that it? Is it just Kojima? That's it. Wow. This came up after sorting by most helpful, so thank you, Steam. Okay, this one comes to us from Walween. Uh, 16.9 hours in total. I'm hoping I can that in writing this review, I can come to terms with how I feel about this game. I've played this across three different platforms, trying my damnedest to get into it every time. I adored MGS 1 through 3. I thought 4 was okay. Couldn't get into Peace Walker for the life of me, and I blame the platform when it comes to that game. But was it really being on the PSP that made me dislike the game? In the end, I think no. I just don't really like any of the content made for Big Boss after 3. The Phantom Pain in particular has this feeling of soullessness in comparison to the rest of Kojima's game that I can't quite shake. The rest of the franchise is a ghost that kind of hangs over this game. Touted as a missing link of sorts when it comes to overall MGS lore, it's more like a filler arc that you don't really understand than understand the necessity, necessity of its existence. To its credit... MGSV's gameplay is everything in Peace Walker taken to its ultimate end. It's well-refined and easy and smooth to play. Kojima perfected Metal Gear's gameplay. It is such a shame that the framework around that perfectly tuned gameplay is window dressing. Nothing of what I loved atmospherically from the rest of the franchise is present in this game. I know there's no wild twist to keep me playing on the edge of my seat like the twists and turns of MGS1. No real biting commentary like MGS2. It is a video game, and it is a video game that plays well. But I think Metal Gear is more than that, and this game never really gives me any of those things I want. 
wanted. If there's a choice between this and anything else, replaying MGS 1-3 is what I'd say, and you'd still beat it well before a run of TPP would naturally end with all the filler content it has, or maybe play Death Stranding instead, a game Kojima made following this creation that makes me feel like is where all his heart and soul went to instead of this game. Well, Shotgun Fury begs to differ because they would recommend it after uh, 3.1 hours at review time. Yeah, it has nice dumpy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go to a a positive review here. Uh, (laughs) The Real Thing 08. Uh, 3.8 hours at review time. Why do you have to write a description for a review? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Man, we didn't even mention all the 80s music in uh, yeah. 5. Sorry, that's like one of my favorite parts about it, legitimately. Yeah, I mean, and, it's just it's just there. You just pick up cassettes. Yeah, and, you know, they got a, a good, like, it's good ones, too. It's not just... You know, there's the occasional one where I'm like, do we really have to put this in here? But most of it's just like, hell yeah. I'm, you know, like, I'm now an extreme fan of She Blinded Me with Science as a result of this game. It's hmm. it's so good. It's just such a good song. But, you know, it's got like Maneater by Hall & Oates. We're talking, um, that's it, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only song in this game. You just put Maneater on over and over again. It's really a shame they didn't put uh, Out of Touch on so I could really celebrate Out of Touch Thursday. Well, I mean... You're out of touch. But I guess he was out of touch and didn't put it in. Um, yeah. I mean, Man- Maneater was just... It's just one word away from Snake Eater, so that's why they put that. That's true. Um, uh, this next review comes from Onk. 54.3 hours at review time. Punching Child Soldier. Funny. Yeah. Well. <laughs> this one comes to us from Scorpion Winds, 55 hours on record. Cutscenes are pure metal. Quiet. Gear is breathtaking. Gameplay is solid. The third chapter is a phantom. The development was painful. See, Steam reviews, you're just going to get. <laughs> You're just going to get all these people just having fun, you know? Just going to get memes. You're just going to get memes. You're going to get the person saying, Boss, you killed a child. Amazing. Mission complete. Boss, that was exceptional. Uh. You're going to get Matt with 170, uh, 157.4 hours on record saying, Quiet gave me a boner. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. This was sorting most helpful. Steam, this is like one of the top ones. Yeah. That's, uh, hmm. Although someone, um, Lambda, Lambda, Lambda commented, Miller gave me the boner, to be honest, especially back in Peace Walker, so. Nice. It all works out. Oh, then there's like an actual review. Oh, look at this nerd. (laughs) Pros, cons, gameplay, shut up, nerd. Yeah. What are we watching in two weeks? Because we recorded this back to back. Um. Who? I think I you get to pick. I th- I should. Uh, I've earned my right to pick. I just didn't have anything. <laughs> Hold on. When will this? So this next episode. Okay. So it'll be coming out on. So the episode after this will be coming out on the twenty fifth of July. Hmm. Oh, so. Okay, so we're not in the. Hmm. Okay, let me. YouTube, why can't you show me my playlists? Where are they? Oh no. Yeah, it. It okay. it still exists, I think, but I had trouble finding it a while ago. That's fair. No, I just had like a, a glitch with the YouTube interface that wasn't ah. our. It wasn't that. It was something different. Um. We can watch. Uh, Flatliners remake. Hmm. Or Last Night, no, Last Light from 1993. Last Night, Last Light. First, last I see to the light. 
Yeah, he actually directed this one. Last. Oh, it's a Showtime. Oh, movie. this. Okay. Ooh, from what does that mean he's got? Not. It's not Metro Last Light. I'm assuming. No, it's Last Night. No, Last Light. Oh, it is last. just Last Light. <laughs> Let me look it up. Last Light Kiefer. Yeah, 1993. Yeah. Metro Last Light is what comes. Oh, it's this one. With Forrest Whitaker. Oh, it's another fun one. Yeah, it is. Oh. Okay, I mean, hmm. I could also recommend hmm. something else if you want. I could No. I could no. find a random one and just send mm, it. Maybe. Yeah. Last night? Or you want me to find something no, else? No, pick, pick a new one. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Also, still, I say yeah. it's still Last Light, but the YouTube upload of it is called last night it is i know that's that's why i kept saying that um yeah that's fair um what if we watch uh man we're getting do we gotta go barrel 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 scraping again for kiefer films um didn't we discuss maybe doing just a special? Uh, I don't know if we want to do another like special episode, but a special on interviews. Oh yeah. Uh, what if we watched the NASCAR one? Oh, what about NASCAR? What about the NASCAR IMAX experience? Let's do NASCAR in IMAX. Great. See in theaters everywhere. Uh, see you soon in select theaters. So thank you to Kaya for our fantastic podcast art. Yeah. You can find links to her other work in the description of this podcast. You can also find links to Kevin McLeod, who created the, the song Sax Rock and Roll that we are using as our theme music. Mm-hmm. And you can also follow us on Twitter at HKPod and on Instagram at HKPodcast. And you can review us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And shout out to, hold on, there's a, Town, I need a shout out. Wainwright. Shout out to Wainwright. Shout Alberta out to Wainwright. for having a higher percentage of our of our Alberta listens than our own hometown. Yeah. So shout out to you. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's everything. Message us on Anchor. I've been your host, Zachary. Hi. Cron, and this has been Finn Easykeeper. Colonel, that was... I'm trying to listen to He's a Keith, but I'm dummy thick. And the clap of my ass cheeks because we're learning the guards.